0: Hey, my name is Marcy. I'm a hairstylist and suite owner out of North Carolina. I actually work at two locations throughout the state and Schedulicity helps me manage my busy schedule in both places. Um, it's so easy to send emails to the different client lists, to book clients for the different clients lists and toggle back and forth in the app. Um, it's kind of killer for me. I love it so much. I grew up in the age of everything online and being able to do everything through my phone, manage my day-to-day, send out emails, process payments, everything um, is such a huge help as a small business owner um, and someone who's out there hustling and grinding every single day. Um, and a huge shout out to Schedulicity and everything that they've done um, immediately when COVID hit the industry and just stepping up to the plate with no questions asked
2: Find a location
0: near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
2: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno, and this amazing podcast is brought to you by Schedulicity. Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course I'm sitting with my bud Tone. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? Uh, excited about today's uh podcast conversation. We got the uh we got the OGRT.
1: Yeah, one of one and only Rebecca Taylor, a good uh friend of the podcast. And um we were just telling her when she first popped up how amazing she looks.
2: Yeah, yeah, she looks amazing. Um I mean, you talk about somebody that's really committed themselves to Making a difference in their own life, and then in turn able to uh, able to affect more lives, or you know, lives outside of herself. You know, I mean, that's Rebecca's definitely done that.
1: Oh, absolutely. She's. Uh, I mean, she truly loves our industry. She truly loves the hairdressers of the industry. She really wants to, uh, you know, just try to help in any way she can.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, I'm I'm, I'm going to admit something here is that uh, you know the first time we talked to Rebecca. You know, she was this big like Instagram star and stuff when we got. And I was so kind of nervous like to talk to her just because of just because you know the presence that she has in the industry. And um, you know, this time I feel a lot better because you know we've talked so many times. And and you know, back in the show days, you know, we were actually able to uh, to chat like friends. So this is a different conversation because I feel like it's a it's not like me oogling uh, her. It's me actually like just a friend that we get to, that we get to chat up.
1: Oh, that's so true. I, I remember the first time, and you and I were like, hey, "You know what I mean? get out of big fish now!" Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So funny.
2: So, um, so today's conversation is, uh, I mean, it's it, it's probably a little deeper. I mean, last time we talked about Rebecca, and you know, like we do on a lot of our podcasts, and about how we, um. <clears throat> you know, how we, uh, how she got in the industry, how she, uh, is in the industry, yada, 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 that stuff. Everybody's heard those. But, um, you know, today we're going to talk a little bit, we're going to put a little bit of a spotlight on her, um, to, uh, talk a little bit about what's going on in California currently. Um, but we're not just going to stay there. We're going to, uh, we're going to, you know, hopefully talk about, um, a, a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, she's not only affected, uh, from California with her salon, you know what I mean? There's, it, 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 there's so much more to it than that, you know. How is she coping? How is she handling? How is she, you know, being able to survive through this? It's just going to be um, so much more than what California is doing. But how to, how she's personally getting through this?
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think. We're, I think we're done talking. I think we're just uh, <laughs> kind of going in. Should we bring her in? Yeah. Let's do it. So, Miss Rebecca Taylor, welcome back to your day off.
0: I'm so happy to be here. And oh my god, Big Fish uh, scared to meet me. Did you know within two seconds that I was a dork and that we would talk like friends and I wasn't like, I don't know what. I don't know. People get preconceived notions because you have a big following or whatever, but I will... I was born a dork. I'll die a dork. I am like the people's people. And I'm glad now that you feel like we can talk as friends and you're not all like, ooh.
2: Right. Well, I was I'm never that wondering. way. I was never a little schoolgirl on your yes, you
0: way. <laughs> you had your bonnet on.
2: you did ask me to wear a tie for her today.
0: No, yeah, we dressed up. We dressed up. <laughs> it's hotter than all of. Uh, Hades in California so I'm like I'm wearing a tank top I'm doing it Um, I just you know I wanted to dress up because quarantine you wear your jammies I do anyway anyway every day I don't wear makeup I, I was going to do something to my hair, but I'm like red lipstick and a tank. Top. Well, I'm keeping it real. I'm, this is as good as you're going to get in quarantine with me right now. So anyway, so I'm so happy to be here. I'm, I'm so happy to talk about the things we're going to talk about. Yes. Some of it's heavy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, But um, at the end of, I think our conversation, like I always like to end with a positive and have a solution or you know like spin it in a positive way and not be doom and gloom so yeah there's a lot going on it's like and sometimes it's like a hellscape we're like when is this gonna end you know Mm -hmm. but um there's always a silver lining always so yeah we have a lot to talk about but it's gonna be good stuff
2: well well let's get right in when um when when did you uh well let's 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 qualify it by saying you're a salon owner in the L.A. area, um right. and uh, you have a staff you have you know all that stuff as well. Um, it's and, a
1: relatively and, new salon. Yeah,
2: yeah <laughs> exactly. we
0: uh, we just uh, oh gosh, next month will be our year anniversary, um, <laughs> and I feel like the majority of that, gosh, you know, it's we've been we closed March twentieth um, and have been closed since March 20th. And I've been, there's no deferral of rent, no benefits, no, like, it's just, you know, I'm paying for stuff. I feel, uh, I'm, you know, I get emotional. Um, but my staff, that's what kills me. My staff not having a place to work. I'm like, Oh, you know, I, I'm one thing, but Oh, those guys, it kills me because we're like a family. So um, I'm hoping we get good news this week. Uh, We had that two-week little interim where we could open back up in Cali. And um, the whole team decided, because all of us are immune compromised and extremely at risk, like MS, um, thyroid, essentially thyroid cancer. Um, Another stylist is, um, uh, gosh, like in her fourth trimester of pregnancy everybody was incredibly at risk and just, it was unanimous. Nobody really felt safe at that time opening up because that was when California took the lead, like it's a race, but took the lead for being number one of cases. And yeah, we do own a salon, Honey Hair Lab, and it's on, on Santa Monica in West Hollywood. So it's right in the thick of, you know, like, la you know right where the highest cases are and we didn't feel right at that time opening we didn't feel safe even though we had all the precautions and you know all the all the ppe the day i find found out like you know about ppe is the day i started ordering so i had two giant the big you know that giant tupperwares yeah so i bought all ppe like everything you can imagine little booties um, I'm just going to scoot that over there, Um, hazmat suits, essentially, masks, um, all the barbicide that was available at the time, not like I bought it all up, but like two big bottles. So we were prepared, but we didn't feel safe at that time, given the knowledge that we had. So yeah, we've been consecutively closed since March 20th. Wow. And I don't know what's gonna happen. We're supposed to get news this week about reopening, but it's just it's been rough for sure yeah,
1: yeah i mean you, you figured you were open six months and then you had to uh to shut your doors and you know it's you've been closed as long as you were open
0: yeah i didn't yeah. I've never thought about it that way. I didn't think about it that way like um like in a in a linear like a linear time sense, but whew, I didn't think it'd be so like emotional to talk about. <clears throat> I cried my last podcast too, didn't I?
1: <laughs> yeah, but when you pour your life when you pour I, I your life a, Huh? No, I'm, sorry, I'm saying when you when you pour your life into something and then having it put on hold and not only that you poured your life into it, you poured your life into all these other people that are there. To build this thing, and and you feel lost and stranded or helpless, or you know you can't figure out how you guys, not only yourself, but how you're going to help other people trying to get through this thing as well.
0: And that's my biggest thing. Like it's like I can, I got, I can handle myself. Like I'm good with that. It's I'm just such an empath. Oh my god, am I the most empathetic person? So. When I see businesses closed as I'm walking down the street, you know I try to get out as much. Well, I can't get out as much as possible because I'm at risk. But um, I do try to like take walks, like early in the morning or late at night. And businesses everywhere, like for 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 rent for rent for sale, closed down. Like it's just it's disheartening, and I, I hurt worse for other people struggling and my staff struggling and. Just people having it rough than I do for myself, to be honest with you. That's what really messes with me. And now I'm not even really crying; it's just sounding like it. This is my normal voice. Now. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, but I haven't. It is heavy, and I haven't talked about it in a minute like this. So yeah, it's heavy. California is going through some shit. If you talk to any California stylist, it's a roller coaster of emotions. You're like this is the thing I love. This is the thing I do. I can't do it. And I get it. It's for safety. I get why the governor is doing it. But I also feel like at this point, I had a different mindset when it came to safety when we had that two weeks. Now, I feel like stylists, salons, suite owners should be given the option to open because of PPE, because of our knowledge, because of the fact that we we are like we know how to be super super like sanitary and the alternative was okay you can't do hair you can't open your salon you can't do hair in your salon but you can do hair outside and to me that was just like there's like bugs out there there it's like filthy what about the water I mean you can't do color out there um I mean I don't know I just I, 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 feel like I mean, it's, it's it,
2: it, the rest of the country's figured it out. Right. So yeah. it's just, you know, and I don't think that, I mean, even like what was it Michigan or Ohio or something where the, they had the two uh, stylists that were actually positive and they saw 140 clients, but nobody was positive. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's clear to me or, or, you know, I mean, I know that that's anecdotal, but you know, the PPP, the PPE mm-hmm. is a uh, works, you know? So, yeah. Again, I, I don't, I don't understand why they're still closed. I I certainly get being cautious. I mean, you know, frankly, we weren't ready to, I, I personally wasn't ready to open when we opened in June, but now that we're back in it, we're just back in it. I mean, you know,
0: I'm ready to go now. Like I, that yeah, shit, shit changes minute to minute, day to day, mm-hmm. like stuff for me emotionally, mentally, and my viewpoint on opening the salon certainly has changed in the in the in the months since we had the opportunity to open so now i'm just like yes i'm ready um we are at risk but you know there are precautions um like i don't know i just think the salon owner or the suite owner or the stylist should be given the choice i feel like the governor should allow salons to open i mean for god's sakes they just open um um theaters now and you are supposed to wear a mask, but now when the lights go down, you're allowed to take your mask off. So there's so much strange, crazy, you know, information and data coming at this you. Doesn't even make from sense, all, right? Like the the threat of the virus goes away when it gets dark. Oh, is, does yeah. darkness kill it? Is this some movie like thriller that's coming out? Like mm-hmm. what? Like what? Like is if? If that can happen, so yeah, and there's not social distancing. So I'm like, if you're opening movie theaters, and if you notice, it's like an auditorium style, it's on an incline, and I'm sure spittle kind of travels down because of gravity doesn't fly up. So I'm like, my Lord, if you can open theaters, can you can you allow us to open salons to, you know, make a living?
1: It's funny because the front of the salon, uh, theater probably was uh, what everybody fought for to get there early. Now they're going to get there early, so it's in the very last row. Right? You
0: best believe it. I don't even care if I have a good view. Well, first of right. all, I'm not doing it. Right. I'm, anyway, we're watching yeah. movies from home, Disney Channel. <laughs>
1: I'm right. trying to
0: make it really like wholesome now. But um, yeah, like it's there's so many things that don't make sense to me. Again, I'm not going to get political, but there. There's, there. I mean, like you were talking before, Corey, about you know um, the people that the stylists attested positive tested positive, and then you have the Washington Post saying that hairdressers are the uh, fourth or fifth most dangerous profession, and then another source from like the University of, I don't know, Yale or some shit, um, some head honcho CDC doctor saying we're within the top ten most dangerous, uh, profession. So how do you sift through all of this to make like an educated decision? It's really complicated. So, um, regardless of all that, I try to stick to what's pertinent to me, my salon, my community, my, you know, just like I try, I have to, you have to filter it out. You have to, if you consume everything, you'll go bananas, you'll lose it.
1: Has the state of California, um, helped you guys in any way with like, you know, uh, grants, loans, unemployment?
0: I got the original like stimulus, the original 1200 at the beginning, but I have not gotten a loan, a grant, a rent deferral nothing and I'll be very transparent my rent for the salon and our apartment I mean it's somewhere around 20k a month and when you're not getting any money that just that's just your state my savings is my retirement so that's just <laughs> and you know I'll be honest again and and I don't want this to be like commiserating about like finances but when it rains it pours like for some reason I had a a shitty CPA, um, back in 2017, not file my, um, what, some, something screwed up. And then they put a $20,000 lien on my savings account as well. And I'm like, could, could any more financial, that's, I know people say, don't compare your stuff to other people and downplay your issues, but I'm just like, at this point it's almost comical i'm like what more we're having earthquakes there's like fires there's i'm like we're being tested we're certainly being tested and, and I we think, have
1: room over here on the east coast for you rebecca so anytime I, you I, over I, here listen it, we got you i
0: took a, a recent trip to florida because we were uh if you guys fo- anybody who follows me knows um, i put everything out there um uh, my little brother came to live with us, and he, once he got here, boom, COVID, so couldn't find a job. He's very at risk because he's asthmatic and has breathing issues and blah, 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 but he couldn't find a job. He was cooped in his room every day, decided to go back to Florida, so I took the risk to fly, just got back from Florida, and what the hell was my original point? Um uh, Oh God! What were we talking about? What did you say to me? I was going to steal about? you from the west east coast to east
1: coast, right? Yes. <laughs> like
0: I just was like, oh, I kind of miss it here again. Like the simplicity and like everything's open and the beaches and like I, I was seriously contemplated. I brought, I came home to Chris and I'm like, w- let's move. <laughs> you want to move? <laughs> like right. I don't know, you but know- I still have a.
2: You know, Rebecca, on that note, I was reading something that said that uh, Las Vegas now, um, a lot of California uh, clients are are heading over to Vegas to get their hair done and stuff. I guess, it, what is that, like four hours from LA? About, yeah. About that. So a lot of people are heading over there. Have Have you considered like going to different states and, and like seriously considered uh, just to get some, just to get some hands in?
0: I have considered that, but for one, I don't take clients I'm a full-time educator but I know that you got to do what you got to do but I feel that it's necessary that I stay um I only fly when it's absolutely necessary because with the it's essentially thyroid cancer that I have it's Hashimoto's thyroiditis and I'm still waiting for my biopsy it's been a uh, all of this year a, a very annoying issue with uh insurance and HMOs and PPOs and going to the city of hope, blah, 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 blah. But like, it's a, I have a doctor's note that says if I were to acquire COVID, I have seven to 10 days and I would probably perish. Like I have, like it's right behind me. So when I fly and do things that put myself at risk, I, I want to keep traveling down to a minimum. And so when you see us go places, it's like really remote. Like my brother's going away trip was this place in the mountains with our RV, um, that we were the only family there. Like I would love to travel. I would love to educate like different places that are open, but traveling for me has to be very selective. Like,
1: what's scary though. You said you get gathered with your family in Maryland. The number one um uh thing that uh, that spreads the infection or the virus is backyard gathering with family.
0: Yes, dope You when I see people online having giant parties and renting out spaces and they're and it's a bunch of like the beauty community like ig tiktokers youngsters like i see groups of like two three hundred people no masks drinking off each other and having parties and giant gatherings and this i just put this on my stories the other day this refusal of wearing a mask i'm like if you're yeah they're uncomfortable they suck do we want to wear them every day no but if you're not at risk or you know symptomatic or you please be considerate like I feel like we all get on the same page with this mask situation then I feel like that would dramatically help our situation but there are some people that are just like I'm not wearing a mask I don't care Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've gone into Target or the grocery store and seen some sort of melee or issue with a security guard because Of somebody saying it's my right to not wear one. Well, they're like, this is our policy, so you have to leave. And then like a big like scuffle. But you know, Rebecca,
2: uh, Tony, and I are really lucky because um, our salon is in um, our sweet salon is in Bethesda, Maryland. And and a little known fact about Bethesda. The little known fact about Bethesda, Maryland is that um it's the most educated place in the world for women. So what that means is that is that there's more graduate degrees um in this, in, in Bethesda, Maryland than any other place in the world. You know, so um our salon is literally a half not even a half a mile like a quarter mile from uh, the national institutions of health and a lot of our clients work there so once again these are these are, these are very very smart accomplished women um, and luckily for our area most of them um, have their degrees in some kind of science or something or work within some kind of science so we actually haven't seen any of that um, at all as far as like the mask refusals um, certainly near our workspace but I
0: bad out if- here it's so bad out here like when I walk like if i have to go to target or the post office because we'll get to that later but like making an etsy drop of the orders um i would say if i'm walking mm, two out of ten people are wearing masks wow. like two out of ten people and then the gatherings as you mentioned um tony like people are just i think they're just like this isn't real i can't see it it hasn't affected me or my family um, so it hasn't hit close to home and it's a hoax or, you know, the conspiracy theorists, like, again, I'm trying not to get political, but um, you just have people that, you know, it's my right not to wear one. Right. And I'm like, if not for you, then just for, think of someone's grandmother, you know, think of someone that's at risk. Think of, you know, kids can get it nowadays. Think of, think of someone else then than yourself that's what i feel like with a mask situation but anyway down the rabbit hole with that uh,
2: hey rebecca so leave
0: me cory you got that i got
2: I you i got lead you, I got lead you. Lead. <laughs> so, so what um so you've been out of work for six months what have you been doing to kind of like occupy your time
0: Woo. okay um it's been a wild ride the beginning um the beginning of it i i had a like I don't know, the reckoning, you know, first few weeks of quarantine, like, what is this? Is this the end of the world? Like, what is this? You know, what is a pandemic? What is the, how is this going to affect me? Then when the salon closed, like I was in like high gear yoga every day, strongest mentally and physically I'd ever been, you know, doing content, wigs, mannequins, um, coaching, you know, and then I bombarded myself. And with my illness, stress is a je- is like probably the number one trigger. And so I'll be like plugging along, doing my thing, and then I will overdo it, which I'm known to do. <laughs> As you mentioned in my intro, what do I not do? So because um, if I'm sedentary and if I ruminate, what my therapist calls it and what it is, if I ruminate and think too much, I'm also very anxious and I'm, you know, prescript, prescribe Xanax, don't like it. That's why I like the CBD. Um, I, I think too much. So I'm not busy. Uh, it's not good for me. So I was busying myself with everything I could. And so then the reopening happened and then it closed and I'm like, I've got to make a living. And so this is what you and I briefly touched on beforehand. Um, myself included, my whole like identity revolved around being a hairdresser like for 17 almost 18 years if you are, were to ask me like tell me the story of Rebecca like now hairdresser would probably be the number one thing that would be the thing that I had I had most pride in that was my identity and so when your identity is in question and essentially is taken away from you you have to then be like, okay, who am I outside of hair? And this is not taking away from my love for the industry, and at all, in any way. I'm like, I I fucking love the industry. Am I am I allowed to curse? I forgot.
2: It's your hour, dude. Okay, yeah. Okay,
0: little late now, but you know, <laughs> Ask for forget us later, that's the whole thing. But um, this was this was a bomb for me, like like a mental like you know I tied my identity with being a hairdresser and if I wasn't a stylist who was I what was I um and so I realized that I can do more there are other things I can do I have and then for your viewers hit me up because I have a load of books that have to do with parlaying your skills that you know you if you're crafty, if you want to make botanicals, if you want to research it, if you want to start a small business or an Etsy shop, if you can't work, um, there are other means. So I started an Etsy shop, which is doing really well now, and like major love to everybody that's supporting us. Um, but that's been taking up a lot of time, like a lot of time. So now I'm trying to juggle creating content. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't know if I could, I I doubt the people that make the decisions or like that would get me or watching right now, but we're technically not supposed to do hair in the salon at all whatsoever, whether it's family, friends, not a paying client model, you're just not supposed to do hair there, period. Well, I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, I'm doing hair in my salon to create content because I'm still a Redken ambassador. So I have to create content like I want to do hair so
1: create the speakeasy salon (laughs) Well,
0: (laughs) we have like the gates because it's on Santa Monica so it's kind of hard to see in there but yeah the you gotta like knock twice and then there's like a secret like thing yeah it'll be one of those like secret places (laughs) but like I'm back to just like I'm doing hair again I don't care i mean i don't know have you guys heard about and then eric taylor is kind of the one that spearheaded this like the whole um uh it is an act of defiance and i'm not saying a in, in negative or a positive way the mass reopening regardless of what the guidelines are what do you what do you guys think of that did you hear about that
2: no i haven't heard about this at all what's eric doing?
0: so there, obviously there are protests saying like Governor Newsom, open the salons, let us open our salons. So there were were protests, but there was a specific date where a a large group of stylists opened anyway, regardless of the rules. And by doing so, you can be fined and penalized, like you can get a fat fine. So while I see where they're coming from and they're like trying to take a stand and they're like, Obviously, it's getting press. Obviously, it's resonating somehow, you know, because we have an update soon about what's going to happen. Like, for me, I wasn't, I guess I'm being a little defiant now by doing models, but I didn't want to fully open my salon to the public and take clients in an act of defiance because I still want to be as law abiding as possible. And I, that's the last thing I need is a big giant fat fine on top of everything else going on. But, you know, you know, props to the people that are fed up and, you know, You know, wanted visibility. They certainly got it. Hopefully, it makes a difference. Um, It's just, it's wild out here. It's you know, Cali's wild. You know, we're known for it. So it's it's just been it's been intense. And so that's been the most recent thing. The the sort of we're opening anyways. They they planned and organized the date, and many many salons opened anyways and. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's exactly. kind of, listen, I, I don't, is that, is that what's best for your business? I don't know. You know, I mean, I, if you lose, if you lose your business license, you know, what, what was it all for? You know, so, um, you it's know, you're, ho- you're hopeful that there's not a judge in the land that would, that would uphold, you know, losing the license because, you know, everybody at this point, I mean, the word, the, the, the word that the most unanimous word in the industry right now is survival. You know, it's not about making profit. It's not about selling retail. It's not about, it's not about, it's not about,
0: about. Eating, living. about survival.
2: That's it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's not about making it. Yeah. Like getting rich or making a profit. It's strictly survival. That's what I said earlier about. It's not a side hustle. Now it's a mode of survival, there's no side, if there's nothing to be the side of, it is your means to survive, and if I'm being honest, I, like I said, I gotta give some sort of props for the gumption, and the, and the, you know, like, we're not gonna take your shit, you know, I'm like punk rock from, you know, back in the day, and I still got, I got a little bit of that in me, so I kind of like that, like, you know screw it we're gonna do what we're gonna do but if I'm being honest with you and your viewers um that was not what I was going to do and I'm not a proponent for opening when there is a a law saying you can't open because maybe it might shine a light on the industry that looks a little unprofessional or defiant or what have you if there's a law saying you can't open due to safety and your salons open like I don't know there's that aspect and then there's the one you mentioned well, about getting a fine or getting shut down like right. you don't well, need
2: that well Rebecca I want to I want to take you back a little bit just so we can move forward as well is yeah. like uh, you know you talked about side hustle and you talked about Etsy so what are you doing in your Etsy store and 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 is that is that part of your survival uh, uh technique or, or blueprint or whatever
0: this is probably my number one, one of, pretty much my source of income right now. And it's a it's a me and my babe, two people operation. We have, a, let me see if I can take this off here. We've got our little cricket set up. Um, this is my office. This is, I mean... Now that we have this spare bedroom back, we're not going to be living in what looks to be like a SWAT meets storage container. <laughs> um, but um, we have done what we thought to, you know, like I, this is what I was saying. Like if I can't do hair, I humbled myself to be like, I'm a proud hairdresser. Most hairdressers are incredibly proud, you know, but I'm like, I can do more than hair, so then the Etsy shop came to mind, and I still get to be creative, so I've been researching like crazy, you guys, if you're interested in this, this book called Well, Wellpreneur, it's the ultimate guide for wellness and entrepreneurs to know your niche and find clients online, if you are interested in botanicals, and then just, I'll put it on my page, but so I'm creating garments where uh, he does all the logos. We're bleach dyeing things. We've got, I mean, the tank top I'm wearing now is a piece. Um, I'm not going to, this isn't like, you know, QVC, I swear, but we have <laughs> like, um, the links on my page. Right. And then these products have been blowing people away, Um, the botanicals, like this one is a turmeric and CBD infused product for your skin. And then this headache bomb that has arnica, CBD, whatever. I can't keep this in stock. I mean, we have over 216 sales in a month and a half and all five star reviews. And yes, it's a lot of work a lot of work but I love being busy so I'm having the issue right now of balancing now doing hair again and content and keeping up with the empty shop and if anybody can do it it's me but you know I do it at the risk of my own health to be honest with you I pull all-nighters I don't eat I posted a video a while ago that was a bit graphic showing my twenty pound weight loss due to stress—that's just real. That's real talk, you know. You mentioned C
1: B D C quite a bit too. Have you have you found that that's helped with CBD? some things? The CBD, have you yeah. found that it's helped with the anxiety?
0: Yes. Different? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Like it is, um, like is. I'm prescribed Xanax. I'm extremely like I've got. You name it, I got it. I've got high anxiety, I've got like all kinds of other issues um but uh, I haven't taken xanax as much, even though I'm prescribed it because of c b d and I love it because it's it's from the earth, and I would rather take that than a pharmaceutical. so if you see me puffing on my little vapes and my videos and stuff, this is c b d and I take it like um sublingually orally um you know, uh, there's so many different means. I mean, these products—they all are infused with CBD. They have helped with my stress tremendously. But the issue is that there are only a handful of states where it's legal. Because if well, it's well, hold on, true, hold, hold on, a, does the
2: CBD that you take have THC in it? No. Okay, so CBD well, is wait, legal. Wait, wait, wait. CBD is legal in all 50 states.
0: Well, the CBD that I have, like. I, I wish I had a bottle lying around. It mm-hmm. says it has the whole, put it this way. I can't mention it on Etsy because it says it's not legal and on 50 states. But this isn't just the CBD that you can get from Amazon. And like, a, this is like CBD. And no, it's not right. psychoactive. I don't like feeling high. Um, there are a few uh, C B D products that I have that have the teeniest bit of THC. Those are my nighttime ones because I don't like feeling I, I talk to me when I'm 24, different story. Now I don't like feeling the high, you know, I don't like feeling any psychoactive mm-hmm. effects. I just love the the boost I feel. I love how clean my body feels. I love how it clears the brain fog. And that it has been probably the biggest struggle. I'm just gonna just for a second of my illness because stress being the thing that exacerbates it it keeps being degenerative so brain fog I can't read I can't rem- I mean I can read I can't read well uh, my typos I can't speak like I could like when it's just crazy i can't drive right i see one there's one lane i see four it's it's nuts so um cbd has been helping has definitely been helping and yeah i'd rather take that than pharmaceuticals i'm just my ultimate goal is to be like plant well not plant-based because i i still love a steak but like you know clean eating lots of water no pharmaceuticals doing yoga like just as clean as my body can be so those are you know to get back on track those have been those have been some of the things that I've been doing to hold it together you know and even if i if i get emotional if you see my stories talking about this or that i talk about everything on my stories you guys know that because it's relatable. The, the, the amount of messages I get from people saying, thank you for saying this, you know, nobody else will say this. Nobody else will be real about it. Like I didn't know, you know, other people were going through this and here, God, I got to cope with the hands. Um, and here you're going through it. And you're explaining exactly what I'm going through. So I'm so vulnerable and so like forthright online because it resonates with people and makes them feel not alone. So that's why you know some people are like
1: it because you're so transparent. It's beautiful.
0: Transparent to a fault. Like I'm really trying hard with my like uh filter. I have a filter where the times right, but like transparency in my opinion is best. I'm sick to death of curated perfection when everybody knows it's not rainbows and kittens right now. Like uh like no. Hey, hey, Rebecca,
2: I, I, I'm gonna take you back again, but this time I'm gonna take you back in years. So when when did you have your uh when did you have your GI band done? Uh
0: the gastric sleeve was uh two years ago and, and mm, I feel like so this let me,
2: let me, challenge, let me, let me challenge you here. So, so, you know, everything that you've gone through and, 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 and now you have, uh, you have stuff in place, like whether it's the CBD, whether it's the yoga, whether it's the water, with whatever, like, like how do you think Rebecca handles what's going on in Rebecca's life five years ago? If it was like, if, if, if it was Rebecca five years ago today, like with all the stresses and stuff, how do you think? To be you honest handle?
0: with you, probably better because I didn't have the, my illness hadn't progressed to the point that it has progressed to like now right so i think i would have handled things better i think that people that get weight loss surgery are not prepared for the physical or sorry the emotional and mental ramifications that go along with that um and so if you're listening to this and you're considering the surgery and if And if you've gotten it and, and you're just, you know, you know, this, um, it unearths so many things. So I think the, honestly, the heavier me before all the, like the generative stuff would have probably handled this more chill. Honestly, I don't, don't want to get
2: sidebar, but what, but what kind of emotional stuff and what what's the stuff that you've had to deal be, with? Uh, because you know, a lot of people see it as as I assume I don't know, but I assume a lot of people see it as the answer. But you're saying that 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 it's only the question, right? So, w- w- what kind of things emotionally and physically do you have to deal with uh, with 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 the surgery? With
0: the weight loss surgery, okay. So, well, where I went and I was open about this too. Um, the doctor was accredited and got his license from the States, but I went to Mexico to get my surgery because it was, I I researched and researched. A lot of my friends went to the same place. It was a, a beautiful, great facility, whatever, but I went, but they give you no therapy beforehand. Like if you were to go to Kaiser or, you know, like, uh, Kaiser's a big hospital out here, I'm sure familiar. But um if you were to go to like a hospital, a bariatric hospital, you go through a year of therapy as to why you were overweight to begin with. Like, because there are roots to it, like emotional eating, trauma from your past, like all this all this shit. It's not just like you're heavy because you're heavy. Like I had all of the emotional shit on top of the thyroid um hyper why can't I name this hypo um thyroidism that made mm-hmm. it difficult for me to lose weight. So I have I had it both ways. I had the mental and then I had the physical issues but um I don't I just don't think you're you're prepared for all of the things that, that are gonna be unearthed that um made
2: you or kept you overweight to begin with that's fair
0: that that i'd answer that like yeah i mean i think i think
2: i think it's fair right i think it's a fair conversation you know about like i I would have never i would have never thought that okay well now i have to deal with with like you said like what kept me overweight now oh now i have to deal with that you know
1: i thought it was a great answer because i you know, with without asking that question, I would assume that it would have been reversed. That you you know what I mean, that I thought you were gonna say you, you're handling it much better now. Uh but yeah.
2: I was hey. shocked by that as well, actually.
0: Well, um physically I feel that's loaded because of the illness, you know, but like the thing is is like when you lose the this is if okay, I'm speaking from a a form I still feel that's the thing too you still feel overweight it's not something that just leaves after 30 something years or whatever so it's kind of a it's kind of a mind fuck. and so you still think in terms of that person that you were and then yes physically you've changed and you're more active and I love all of that that's great but it's the mental stuff they don't prepare you for. So before I was like fat and happy and didn't have all these issues. And now, yes, physically, I look better and I'm stronger. And, you know, to you, you know, or to people that see me, they're like, oh, great. Yeah, you lost like 100 pounds. You must be feeling great. Like, I, I feel great in terms of like this was a life's goal. But I don't feel great in the terms of all of the side effects that that unfortunately come along with the surgery.
2: You sound pretty emotional about it. It seems like you've done a lot of uh, soul searching through this.
0: I'm I'm trying not to. I'm actually trying not to sound emotional. I'm you trying failed. to fight it back. Yeah, it's it's heavy. You're 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 really dropping some <laughs> heavy questions on me. But um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot. But you know what? At the end of the day, you know, actually, hey, I feel like that's a very overused overused expression. Um I'm glad I did it. And every everything is is growth. Everything is growth. Everything's a different chapter. Um I think what's making things hypersensitive right now is that we're in quarantine, you know? And we don't know what's going on with the world. Catch well- me Later or catch me before quarantine. I probably wouldn't be crying about this right now. You know. Uh, yeah,
1: but we'll it, steer it, it will are in a different direction then. We'll go. Let's talk about the amplified series.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. I love that.
1: I mean, how did that come about, or how did that start, or what did?
0: Oh, <sighs> okay. So when everything went down, and when I say everything, um, like. <sighs> it's it's just everything racially socially the black lives matter movement i wanted to be a part of it and say in the right way the very first post that i posted was talking about self-care and was tone deaf and didn't mention anything about what was supposed to be mentioned i got criticism and you know kind of was bombarded with like you're being toned deaf, and so one typically one's first reaction is like but my intention was not that and to like make excuses instead of like taking in the advice and the feedback and looking objectively from their point of view so I um I took that down and then I tried again and then I did the most basic ass mayo thing I could and found a Martin Luther King Jr. quote that kind of um mirrored my first message of you got to take care of yourself first before you take care of someone else like fight love you know fight with love instead of hate that was what my intent was but it was just tone deaf in the way the video was and my verbiage and blah 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 so my third and final post when this first started was I fucked up I admit I don't (laughs) I have some learning to do. So that's when the obsessive, the obsessive like need and want to learn and understand came about. And and so I spoke with my therapist and I'm like, what's the best way to do this? Because I want to make this be a prevalent part of my platform and to be an ally. And I didn't know the difference between not being a racist, not a racist, and being an anti-racist foreign to me I don't know if it's my age group but you know there's all these little like terms and terminologies I didn't know there was a difference between that just blew my mind okay so after that I'm like all the podcasts all the books all the soul searching all the you know like mental work to be done so my therapist I was like how can I do this and she recommended instead of You know, like my perspective as a white woman, because I'll never get it. I, I just will never get it. We as white individuals will never understand. So she suggested that I do a series where I amplify the voices of black people of color. Everybody that I spoke to, and they're raw conversations, and they're all still on my page. And I highly recommend you watch them because some of them are very moving um, and, and very, very informative, and, and I learned a lot, and I made friends with every single person I spoke to, if we weren't friends before, I mean, hell, I even mended the bridge with Cynthia Lumsey, we had this stupid, asinine fight, like, IG fight like five years ago and then we both thought we had each other blocked but we didn't it was an IG glitch so for five years we didn't connect but I reached out to her um through my dog page I did whatever I could I was like Cynthia I want to be I want to talk through this so she agreed to go live with me and that was an amazing one but basically the amplified live series was me trying to do what I felt like was necessary and what was amplifying the voices and amplifying the voices of the people that were unheard or felt passed over or looked over or, you know, faced challenges every single day. And I didn't want to do it in my voice. We're used to this being our platform if it's our social media. So it's us bumping our gums. I didn't want it to be about that. I will never know. Again, I'm a white woman. I will never, never know. So basically, like you guys are kind of doing now, you said it's your show, but it's my hour. I passed the mic and just, we had real raw conversations and things like, do you prefer if you're if we're talking in terms of identifying your race do you prefer to be called like a black woman or an African-American woman do you prefer this you like just raw just raw and everybody um that I spoke to was so open to that and I learned so much and again made such close friends I I that was what well,
2: the- you know you know i mean given the time and, and why this looks different now than it has at least in in my history right is that exactly that is that we're having the conversation and that means that two people are willing to have the conversation right i think yeah. i think prior to to the george floyd thing i think that you know people were there, there just wasn't the conversation that was happening um that that probably needed to happen and and, yeah. and I, I think now like the conversations happening i mean we uh I mean, we, we haven't dove all the way in, but you know, we had a really great conversation with Kia and kind of about the same thing. Same. You
0: know? I love yeah. Kia. I love,
2: yeah, she's the best, Kia, man. I mean, yeah. my, I, I congratulated her because it seems like, you know, for five years she was waiting for this moment. And now this moment is here upon her. And that's and what she, I'm saying. She's owning it, you know. So, so, but, but, you know, again, I think that I think the future change happens with the conversation today. And I think this is the first time, certainly, that I ever remember. Um, my years on earth where that the conversation is being had.
0: There's no better way to connect to someone and especially having this be live and other people see it. There's no better way to connect and to, you know, get a person's viewpoint or their feelings or their experiences across than a conversation. Quotes are fantastic. Memes. Great. Videos. Wonderful but a a conversation between two human beings, there's not, you can't beat that. So that's where Amplified Live came from. And where it stands now, I just did a video about this, is the last um, several individuals I've spoken to say that they really don't want to talk about race anymore. So the litmus test of where that stands is like... um, you know, these men and women have, uh, chosen to, I'm sure it becomes a huge labor. My friend Taraja, um, one dope stylist online, she, she, this is her word. She calls it black tax where, um, where white people feel like it's the responsibility of black people to educate them or tell them what's wrong and right to say and blah, blah, blah. There's Google. There's, white fragility books there's like I have a library there's there is so much educate for yourself you know so you know like I've had to sit and I've had to learn about white guilt white privilege and sit in that shit sit in that feeling instead of you know being like I don't know like like it doesn't exist or whatever and that was a tough spot you know, thinking I was doing everything right. And then, um, like I said, the whole thing about not being a racist never was a racist. And then what being an anti-racist meant. So anyway, where Amplified stands right now, we'll probably have them few and far between. But the general consensus is that people are ready to move on. And they don't really want to talk about it anymore. And I don't blame them. Because I can imagine every excuse me, African-American hairstylists or Black hairstylists in the community, their DMs were blowing up. Can you imagine? And that's what I was told because they're like, oh, oh, I need to hurry up and have a conversation with you now. But what I said on my stories is that all, since the beginning of my IG, I've always worked with diverse models, peers, uh, colleagues, that didn't change. It's not like I, Oh, today I'm woke. You know, definitely I did some learning and growing and like self-reflection, but it wasn't like the amplified series was just like, I'm woke down. Look at me. I'm woke.
1: Um,
0: I have always loved like I've always loved everyone despite their skin color, but now I recognize skin color is the reason why people are treated that way because of one statement my very first live my very good friend will said i said things like i was raised to not look at skin color and he was like this is his point of view but he was like that is exactly the issue you have to look at skin color because that's the divide skin color is the divide that society imposes and why there's an issue so anyway that that's the long answer about amplified
1: right which is great because i mean for you to sit there and dig deep and find within yourself what was missing in your life to be able to do what you did and that's fantastic and if more of us did the same thing we can really better off this 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 not only this country but this world so we talked a little bit about Callie. We talked a little bit about the Amplified Series and, and your surgery and stuff like that. Is, is there anything you want to leave behind to our listeners or to anybody who, who, who's going to be listening to this? Um, any last little statements that, that sure. you want to plug in?
0: Sure. Okay, so if you're unable to work, I'm going to circle back around to the your identity being tied to a hairstylist. Again, I am in no way saying abandon doing hair. Um, but if you are not able, and this primarily is, is to Cali stylists and, um, I, I know stylists across the country that are still at risk and don't feel safe going back. So those, you know, individuals, um, don't think you are only a hairstylist. That is a huge part of who you are, but don't let your ego and i don't mean that in a negative sense i mean that in your sense of self ego just means your sense of self some have inflated ego egos but some just means that's <laughs> how you view yourself and what you do um humble yourself to do something different it shouldn't be if i can't do hair i won't do anything there goes the florida in me um the Ramon i don't know the florida the ramone but like there are options Etsy, like, um, coaching education. Like this is a nice, this is a good time to get your feet wet with social media. If you haven't yet put yourself out there, the people that I've coached, Oh my God, the strides that they've taken, you know, they've gone from zero to 60. Now they're like on their local news and, and they're, and they're educating now and doing, okay. That's, that's for that. So just find a way. If you don't have a way, that's just right here. Here's here's a way. Find a freaking way because you're a survive. You are a survivor. We're all survivors, whether or not if it comes easy or not. Second, self care. Do not okay. And here I'm giving advice that I don't always take myself. Um, take <laughs> care of yourself because if you end up uh sick burnout, depressed, in a fetal position, eating freaking, I don't know, what the hell you eat, pirate's booty, that's what I eat, I don't know, curled up in a ball, watching, you know, TV all day for days, not showering, you found yourself in a pretty shitty spot. So if you can keep yourself busy, take care of yourself, do yoga, read, journal, Go out into nature, wear a mask, go someplace remote, talk, talk openly, talk to friends, talk to mentors, talk to your partner. Like, just talk and be open. And also, a big thing too is be vulnerable. Not every day is gonna be a happy day. And if you wake up, and I just posted this on my page, if you wake up and you're having a shit day, an hour later, something can happen and you can you know it's a turn it around so take care of yourself just take care of yourself and just try to believe or 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 just know i'm gonna say no i'm gonna manifest Mm -hmm. it there is a light at the end of this tunnel and we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. The industry is going to be fine. If we can't do it in person for a while, look at this. Look at the magic of technology, digital <laughs> education. If, if, if you aren't working, now's the time to do the thing you always dreamed of doing. Let fear go out the window. Do it because the worst case scenario is that you it doesn't work out. okay. Try it again. Do something else. Just take care of yourself. Get on that side hustle, and just, just, just mainly take care of yourself. If you do that, everything else will fall into place.
1: We'll wait for Rachel. We'll wait. We'll wait for uh, Rebecca's book.
0: I was like, who the hell is Rachel? <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll wait for In Rebecca. Fairness, I forgot. But, but you got? Because I was thinking for your book called the side hustle. I, I like that. I like it. No,
0: I've got a book. Oh Wait, where's this at? Let's see here. Let me see. Uh, pull it fucking now nah, I'm not, but it has the date. Uh, my book is going to be out 2021 of July for my 40th birthday. I'm writing a damn book. I'm doing Word.
1: it. Good deal. But you got to come on and talk about it. Yeah, exactly. When, when, you, when, when, it, when you release it, you got to come on and talk about it.
0: I certainly hope so. And okay, so let's okay. This is the end, you know, like a Jimmy Fallon or all those shows like that, where I give my shout outs and what I got going on. Is it, is are we ending? So that's yeah, that yeah do, 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 give
2: your shout out. Give okay. us your Etsy page. Give us your Instagram. Give us your YouTube. Give us your give us you know, whatever.
0: Okay, so. First of all, shout out to Redkin and B3. They have been so supportive throughout this process and have kept me on as an educator. Um, I had one contract, day two of quarantine, contract ended without meh. Anyway, wow. so shout out to Redkin and B3 for being dope ass brands and keeping me on and being awesome. So my Etsy is honeyhairlab.etsy. It's all over my page. Hef Academy, still going strong. One educator a week, so for a month, $30 a month, blah, blah, blah. I, this is really QVC now. Um, and then keep an eye out for Honey Hair Lab. What we're going to do, once it's back up and running, and once, you know, like, shit chills out, we can gather again. We're definitely going to have classes, pick up where we left off. Um, I just want to mention the words Bob and Shag bob and shag let that sink into your <laughs> psyche because it's coming soon
1: i'll be there i wish i
0: could zoom in like on face or uh, on instagram right now wow. but anyway um and uh yeah that's pretty much what i have going on right now just i just want to thank everybody for being rad and supporting me and I'm getting so glad this is the last time I'm going to end not crying. So I just want to thank everybody for being so awesome and supporting me and whether it be by words or, or purchasing in our shop and just being amazing people.
2: I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to support you by, uh, I want to buy some of that headache balm. So uh, uh, you're you're going to
0: shit. Okay. So this is, I, first of all, anything I make, I research and make about, 12 different prototypes before I get the finished product this is one I've had for two months and if I can open it um I am just now running out now I got the big boys and this will knock you on your butt so if you want and this is great to put just on the inside rim of your mask so you're breathing in arnica peppermint oils essential oils what have you it's amazing. It's a uh, amazing. And you're going to, you're going to flip out.
2: I can't wait. That's awesome. If I have,
0: if I have an, I'm sorry to interrupt. If I have an extra one in my orders, cause I have so many orders that I have to fulfill. If I have an extra one, it's my gift to you.
2: No, no, I won't take a gift because I'm going to support your business, but Rebecca, um, Thank you, dude. Thank you so much. Thanks for hanging out with us, and you know, thank you for. uh Well, I mean, you had nothing else to do. You're in quarantine, but you know, just
0: actually, you. I do. But <laughs> so I, nice. this is more important to me this this morning. No, well, I love, love you guys. You. Thank you so much for We're having. Back. We me love on. you. I cannot.
1: I. I yeah, we, we love you so much. We want to thank you for everything. The feelings mutual.
2: I cannot wait We're, to get back on the circuit and see all of our friends. I mean, I really. I really miss hugs and high fives, you know. So, like, me too. too. That's awesome, Miss Rebecca Taylor. Thank you for the time. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your podcast, and thank you very, very much for joining us on your. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, Leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. (laughs)